Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. We are back with a midday episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Now before we get started, y'all know I cannot do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out here in podcast land, you choose to limit your ears once a week for about an hour or so. And I hella appreciate that. So um, first things first, if you've not signed up for the Power Up Pandemic Reset Virtual Bootcamp, what is you waiting on, boo? If you filled out my survey to let me know how I can best serve you um, with my platform or let me know where you are in the journey so that I can better help with that, um, definitely click the link in my show notes. It is a jot form link and it will take you there. This is not just for those that are in the United States. This is for those that are worldwide that listen to the show. So if there's any way that I can best serve you, please let me know. I would love to hear your feedback. Also, if you have not left a review or subscribe to the podcast so you can always have to tap in without having to type my search name in the search bar definitely do so <laughs> you know what i'm saying make it easier to reach me um also i'm really excited to um tomorrow i have an interview with a veteran astrologer i'm really excited about this because i've been following samuel reynolds work for about seven or eight years now i want to say seven or eight yeah yeah okay um, that feels right, seven or eight. I don't remember the exact year, but I'm really excited to get him on the show. I interview with him tomorrow. It will not go live until maybe, hmm, I don't know, maybe Thursday. We'll see how it feels. See how it feels. But, um, but yeah, I just want to tap in with y'all and let y'all know that's what's going on. For those that are in my Patreon community, the only they can answer questions to my interview guests so if they have any questions they want to ask they can definitely just pop in the community and do so if you want to sign up for that community tiers only start at seven dollars and you can participate in our sun sign challenges so definitely click my patreon link that's also in my show notes it's patreon.com forward slash spiritual homegirl so again i'm still celebrating my birthday i'll be celebrating my birthday for a while um i think celebration of life is very very important. I think that it doesn't have to be confined to your sun sign season. And I say that because we're coming up on the end of Aries season in tropical Western and Western interchangeably. It's either, you know, people call Western tropical and tropical Western. But in that side of astrology, um, Aries is coming to an end. The last day will be April 19th. And then we will move into Taurus on the 20th on Tuesday. So I love to celebrate and I'm really always I'm always introspective and reflective and always wanting to um, continue to move forward and take the lessons learned and and go from there and I was looking at some pictures that my girl Nikki Marie did shout out to Nikki Marie she's a photographer out here and she had this real old school background from you know back in the days where they used to do the glamour shots and they had like the little airbrush looking backgrounds and I remember taking those a lot when I was younger and she actually had ordered one for the shoot um, at the last minute to kind of see how it would work. And it actually worked out pretty perfect. Some of my favorite pictures of that shoot came from that, um, that background. So I was taking pictures and I remember a pose I used to love to do. And it was, um, and y'all see it on my Instagram in a few hours, but I was thinking about how I suppose like that in my in my younger days. And now that I'm I'm here in this moment celebrating another birthday, I've been thinking of what I would want to tell my younger self. And I think this is something that I'll probably do every now and then because you can never tell you, you know, you can never have too many lessons or too many pieces of advice to tell your younger self. But um, I just wanted to kind of share that with me, my younger self, and maybe some of y'all can feel me on this or maybe 
is some advice that y'all might want to hear or maybe pass on to somebody that could use it that may be younger or maybe of age because I feel like you know we all learn our lessons on our own time but number one everybody is not your friend if I could tell my younger self that I would say everybody is not your friend everybody that's a smiling face does not mean you well anybody that says they have your back don't always mean they have your back people like I man like everybody is not your friend. And the second thing I would say to that is that being an open book is cool, but be selective on who gets to read the pages. And I think that in our quest to quote unquote, keep it real, keep it authentic. Sometimes that means telling people stuff that they don't have no business knowing. It really ain't their business. And sometimes people hide behind friendship or a bond to make it seem like they're entitled to know things about you that they just want to know either to feel like they have leverage in times of strife or conflict, or they want to use it against you at some point. And I think, you know, and a big turnoff for me is using something I've told in confidence um, as an attack. Um, Cause it's like, if that's the case, then, you know, you definitely aren't a person that meant me well at all. If that's what you was going to do. Um, what's another thing? Love your partners, don't fix them. <laughs> I know a lot of y'all can relate to that because we talk about it a lot on social media um, over the past five years, almost five years. Loving and fixing are two different things. And um, I would tell my younger self that potential is just that. It's potential. It doesn't mean that that is what that person is going to blossom into. And that's not even just in relationships. That's period. So what could be, it looks sexy, right? But you always have to remember to deal with who is in front of your face. Because that is ultimately the truest, most accurate depiction of the person that you're dealing with. Um, What's another thing I would say? Don't judge too hard because you might be in that same situation. The tables always turn. Um, I, ta- I had an episode with um, Vanessa from Badgestine about three and a half years ago. And um, we were talking about women that were repressed in terms of accepting um, who they are as sexual beings and just being able to um, flow within that as naturally as possible. They would always judge women who were confident in their sexuality and their sensuality. Um, and, and it would kind of knock them as being like whores or being less than or being loose. When in actuality, it was their inability to accept that for themselves and be comfortable with it that had them judging and high horsing. So that's just one example. Also, being cheated on. <laughs> like, anybody can get cheated on. Like there's these, there's these different scenarios that we like to think that we're better than with others because we may not have knowingly experienced it because some people act like they ain't never been cheated on, but they have. They just don't know it yet. And or it's situations where they like to project onto other people when it's really not the person they're they're having an issue with. It's themselves because they're unable to reconcile the conflict within when they see another person living more freer than them. So I would always say the tables always turn. And the, my younger self was the self that would say, I never got cheated on. <laughs> and then I got cheated on. I was like, what you mean? 
How can I get cheated on? Like, what? I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I'm whatever. And that leads to the next thing I would tell my younger self is that you could be the flyest thing walking. And there's still going to be people that's not going to get it. Or respect it. Or see it the way you do. So going back to my cheating example. You could be the flyest thing walking. You could have, you know, you know, what I see a lot on social media is I got degrees, I got money, I got a car, I'm bad, I look good, I keep myself up, I get my nails done, I'm in shape, I don't have no kids, or I, I'm a good mom, and like, it's whatever. Like, we use all these things to justify why a person, <laughs> why a person shouldn't make a choice to do whatever they want to do. Like, we really put ourselves, now I always say we, because I'm never by my own advice, we really put ourselves... <laughs> We place ourselves above what somebody else want to do, above somebody else's wants, needs, hopes, dreams, and desires. We somehow think that we are just this <laughs> this dope thing to where we think that folks are just, they're supposed to just do what they don't want to do because we here. No. And what I mean by that is people are going to do what they want to do regardless of how good you are or how good you think you are you could be the most solid person walking there's going to be somebody that might not appreciate it or see it yet and then I don't think it's our job to remind people or have to beg people to respect us or to love us the way we want to be loved because if it's not in them to change if it's not on them or in them to want to do that, who are we to think that we could force somebody to treat us the way they want or the way we want to be treated when they don't think that it's worth doing it? So that is something I would tell my younger self. Never, ever, 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 ever have to constantly remind somebody if it ain't it, obviously that might not be the fit. That might not be the fit if that ain't it. If you happen to remind somebody over and over and over, they may not be in the place right now. Not to say they would never get there, but in that space and time, treating you the way you deserve to be treated ain't in their priority list. And it's not something that they find of value enough to do. And I know that sounds kind of harsh because you have to really sit and accept that somebody don't want to do right by you. They really choosing not to do that. Because again, with Spiritual Homegirl, I definitely champion the power of choice. So when somebody is saying or they're hearing you say these things, and that's in any capacity. This could be in relationships, friendship, business, um, family, your job even. Oh, I'm about to get there in a minute because I know they be tapping in. Shout out to y'all, day job, because I know y'all be around and it's all love, but y'all know. But... <laughs> Sometimes people know that you have these concerns and it's just not enough for them to care to see that their ways are harmful or not really um, best fitting for harmonious, like harmonious interactions. They don't want to deal with that. They'd rather do what they want to do. And um, I think another piece of advice that I would give myself is to know when to cut out. Now, one thing I can say is. Um, <laughs> that would tell my younger self is have more patience, which I've developed. But when it comes to that kind of stuff, I don't have it. I don't, I've never been able to cultivate it. And I used to think something was wrong with me. Like, dang, Maria, like what is wrong with you to where you cannot be the ride or die that you're supposed to be? You're supposed to be able to deal with people no matter how, you know, they're, they're working through it. And then I realized, no, we draw the line. 
the line gets drawn when you do get in these situations where you have to remind people over and over and over of how you deserve to be treated. And I think that gets disguised into, into like make them or teach people how you want to be loved. If the student is not ready to be taught, there's nothing the teacher can do. And that's what I've learned. So for me, I don't have patience when it comes to that. But I have to constantly like tell you, I don't have to stick around, I'll cut out. And that's one thing I would tell my younger self, never be, you know, well, not never be afraid, continue to cut out when necessary. <laughs> Sometimes it ain't really you about not having patience, it's them not wanting to do it. It's simple as that. Um, what else? Jobs. Never, ever, ever take a lower salary to prove how down you want to be because it'll be harder to negotiate up when you go to different jobs. I was transitioning um, different industries once and I took a lower pay cut. Because I had been out of the industry for so long and it was hard for me to jump back up to where I was. And I learned then never, ever, ever devalue yourself for no job. They got billions of dollars, millions of dollars. You can ask. And another thing I noticed and um, I would tell my younger self is and it's something I do even to this day is always counter offer. Period. Because they got it. They got it. Matter of fact, my day job that I went to when I went to California um, to pay the bills because that's a point A to point B job. They know it. I know it. But I was making a certain amount of money in Atlanta um, with overtime because, um, you know, with hourly, you can get overtime. I was making a certain amount of money with overtime and I went to California. California is exponentially higher, way, way, way higher to live here than it is. It's way more expensive than Georgia. And the job that offered me the position, it was salary. And with salary, oh, and that's another thing I would say, learn your labor laws. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But they put me on salary, which I don't like, because with salary, usually in most states, they can work you however they want to work you, and there's nothing you can do about it. So if you have a salary job and you're making a, a yearly amount and it gets divided, you know, amongst maybe what, 26 pay periods with 80 hour work, you know, 80 hour pay periods over those two weeks. They can still tell you to come in early. They can still tell you to come late. They can still tell you to come in your day off because usually the job descriptions and the labor laws support the whole, the, 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 the vague language that says and perform additional tasks as needed. So this particular job asked me, hey, you know, we want to, you know, I was working at a law firm really quickly too. Like I worked at a, a, a law firm for like a few days and after like the fourth day I quit. Because I had got an offer. Because I had different offers like when I was... It, I literally was on a lightning ground of interviews as soon as I touched down. Like literally less than 24 hours after I got to LA, I had interviews every business day up until Monday. And then I had two offers and um, I went from there. But they said, hey, we're going to offer you this job. It's a salary. Um, this is, the, this is the, the salary amount. And it was like a few couple of thousand more than what I was making in Georgia. I'm like, they got to be out. They dang on mine. There's absolutely no way I'm this desperate for a job to where I'm going to see. And I mind you, I didn't have a lot of money coming to California. I think I really came maybe about a couple thousand. So I didn't come with no big, big money out here. Um, but I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to take this job and, and be locked into this for however many uh, months, years, what have you. And being worked all the way, you know, because we already know American corporate culture is very exploitative. It is. Um, it's it's manipulative. It's exploitative. It's um, y'all know how I go out here. A lot of us and I say us collectively, a lot of us uh, in America, we are overworked and underpaid. 
Um, so you know how that goes. And then with the healthcare, you know, a lot of us stay with jobs because we need healthcare. And um, even that is expensive to a degree. Anyway, so I was like, wow, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to accept this position. And mind you, I still was at this, this other job. And I'm like, well, that's I mean, I ain't got to stay. I mean, I ain't got to stay and I ain't got to leave. I'm really kind of in the best position because I can take or leave. You know what I'm saying? What's not going to work? Because I already know I came here to align. The next offer will come. So I was like, look, I'm not going to take this. Y'all can, you know, add on some some old thousands on this because y'all about to get it out of me on the back end anyway when I show up to work. And when y'all give me the workload, that's going to have me working later doing whatever. So they countered and said, this is our final offer. I said, well, I mean, it's better than what, what that first one was. I can deal with it. No problem. So I took it. But that taught me, like, never be afraid to um, ask. Now, in Georgia, I was making good money with my previous job. So it wasn't even no need to do that because all I can do is just go work overtime and go run it up and get paid a lot more money. So it was never really a need to do that. But I realized in California here, I had to counteroffer and I was completely fine with that. And I'm saying that to say that sometimes a lot of us don't want to rock the boat because we don't want to seem like we are doing too much or because we don't want to seem like we're aggressive. But who else better to advocate than for you? I will continue to remind myself to always be my best cheerleader because ain't nobody going to be able to do it like you. Nobody's going to be able to understand your mission better, your mission better than you. You can talk to people about it and get them to understand it. They might jump on board with it. They might want to be a part of it. They may want to help you, but only you will be able to be in a position to tell folks why it is that you do what you do. And that's in anything. So... Going back to labor laws, like I said, with the job situation, I would tell my younger self to remember to always study the labor laws. Always. Um, When I remember one time I worked at a job and they put us on six days, six day work weeks. We were initially working five days, maybe like nine hour shifts, about 30 minutes to an hour for lunch. No problem. Right. But something happened where their profits were decreasing and they wanted us to work six days. Uh, six day work weeks and they literally said effective immediately you'll be working six days I was like ain't no way ain't no way this got to be illegal everybody talking about I'm finna talk to HR I'm finna call my lawyer I'm finna call my lawyer so I sat still and let everybody get mad because I was still trying to understand it I was like what what is this six day stuff about I was kind of in my first six seven months and I didn't understand so what we learned (laughs) is that with the Georgia labor laws in that state they could really work you however, no matter what your salary is, unless you're, um, unless you kind of divide the number of hours and stuff based on a salary, as long as however many hours you are being overworked didn't go under a certain weekly salary amount, which is like a little rinky dink, 400 some dollars. So they could really work you a hundred hours, 120 hours, but as long as your salary didn't fall below like something like 400, $500 a week, which y'all know y'all can't do nothing with. In, in today's society, like $400 a week, $500 a week. That's not a lot to work with, um, to be actually be self-sufficient out here um, without any type of public assistance. But I found that out and I was like, wow, they really used the law and how it was written to make sure they took advantage. And we actually worked those six day work weeks for a little over a month and a half, if I remember correctly. But by then, me being a, a, a true millennial, I had already found another job. So that goes to <laughs> my next thing I would tell my younger self. Never, ever continue to continue to roll how you've been rolling. Never be afraid to leave a job. 
Because if it's one thing I will do, I will leave a job. And that's exactly what I did with that other gig. By the time they got us off for six days, I had already put in my two weeks. Like literally the same week they made the announcement, I was already about to leave. So I was kind of like, look, y'all can play these games. You got one time to show me that you are not solid as an employer like that to that extreme. You got one extreme time and I'm out. I'm done. So that's what happened. So I dipped out. So, <laughs> so going back to millennials, millennials get these weird um, bad raps that we're just disloyal. We're that, you know, we're this, that, and the third. We don't want to work. You know, we don't want to work. We don't want to do this. The thing is this, millennials don't want to be like our predecessors in the sense of being overworked, underpaid, being forced to give the best years of our lives to a job. And if, if survive, you know, if we survive to 65, then we can somehow live the best years of our life and, and be retired and all the other stuff. Like, no, Millennials realized that they saw their parents and grandparents super stressed out, unable to really live life as free as they can within this society. And they were like, we're not going for it. We are not going to do this. And not to mention the, the startups and things of that nature. People were like, I'd rather bet on myself than be sitting here slaving for an employer. And that's another thing I would tell myself. Always bet on yourself, no matter what. And, and the reason why I say that is because a lot of people like to tell you not to bet on yourself because they didn't bet on themselves. So since they don't have the courage to bet on themselves or they bet on themselves and lost, they don't have the confidence to want to bet on themselves again. Therefore, if they didn't do it, then for some reason, since it didn't work out for them, you shouldn't do it because it won't work out for you. So I would continue to tell my younger self, never, ever, 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 ever take advice from anybody who is not doing what you're doing or have been where you've been. Because they only are going to know it from a perspective of which they have no depth, range, or experience. They don't know what they're talking about. The only thing they're going to give you is an opinion. So for me, opinions rooted in experience would hold more weight than opinions that's rooted in in non-experience to me. That's just my personal opinion. I would tell my younger self, remember, people going to tell you to do certain stuff from a place that they ain't never been from, which automatically should make you question whether their advice or their opinion is even solid or valid, you know? So what's another thing? I would tell my younger self, continue to be involved in your community. I mean, I've never had an issue with that. And people are going to misunderstand you and that's okay. Never shrink. Um, people are going to dislike you. Don't care. And even though I've gotten to these lessons, I still would tell my younger self this just for reinforcement. It's okay to be different. It's okay to go against the crowd. It's okay to um, not be easily triggered emotionally by certain things that may trigger other people because you don't know what that person has gone through to make them react the way they react. Um, silence is golden. It's okay to not have anything to say without gathering information, even if people want an immediate response out of you. It is okay to pause and say, you know, I would rather wait until I have all facts involved. And I learned that lesson, but um, I think in today's society, everybody wants to give an opinion without knowing the entire situation. And when I say everybody, I do mean myself as well. Like I said, I always want to kick these things from a we perspective and not a y'all perspective because I feel like we all are in the same boat here we're never above um each other's advice but it's okay to like not have anything to say or not want to be a part of a conversation it's okay to not answer to everything that's calling you as well 
So that is some, that is some things I would tell my younger self. I didn't even know this episode was going to be that long. Wow. Maybe I'll do a part two um, on different topics, maybe, or uh, different topics. They'd be like a 10 part series. I don't know. Let me know what y'all think about this and we can go from there. But anyway, like I said, if you want to find me on Patreon, you can do so at Spiritual Homegirl um, on Patreon. Also, if you want to sign up for the Power Up Pandemic Reset Virtual Bootcamp to get your sauce back, to power up, to get your energy back right so you can navigate through the journey of the unknown like a boss, um, I will help equip you with the tools to do so. It's not just a boot camp. It's a life skill class, boo. So sign up at pandemicreset.com or click my bio link um, or my show notes, <laughs> my bio link in my social media and my show notes on this podcast episode. If you have not subscribed or left the review for the Spiritual Homegirl podcast, please do so. Um, if you like what you hear, go ahead and share it with somebody that could use the game. Um, I have a mission to help as many people as I can um, be more confident on their journey. And um, to be more uh, courageous and to stand up and show up more presently um, and to understand their power of choice. So that's what I that's what I do here. I don't know if anybody really um, knows that, but maybe I need to tell y'all <laughs> a little bit more. so people understand my mission. So I will be working on that in the near future. OK, also, if you are following me on social media, please turn on notifications. I'm going to start going live more. Um, some of the surveys I've seen. Um, and again, if you want to get you a 35 percent off discount, you can definitely fill out that survey at um spiritual homegirl oh wait no bear with me y'all bear with me we're recording live no edits click the job form and sign up um and do the discount it's not a sign up but complete the survey is what i mean and then um once you're done we can go from there but one of the uh, things that i saw was going on live more so i think i'm gonna start going live more starting next week so if you have not turned on notifications for any of my social media accounts so that's youtube instagram Facebook, um, Clubhouse, you can definitely do so. We will be showing up more there. We're going to start with Instagram first, though. And uh, what's down the pipeline? Oh, yeah, spiritualhomegirl.shop. If you want to sign up for the text club, you can do so at home homegirl10. Text homegirl10 to 81493. Homegirl10 to 81493. If you want to sign up for Tribe Letter, it goes out every Monday. You can do so at spiritualhomegirlpodcast.com or click the link in my show notes all of this information is in my show notes and um what else i'm working on interviewing a holistic dentist as well um again if you're in my patreon you'll have the opportunity to submit your questions to get them answered by her on the actual podcast episode um so i think that's everything y'all this has been beautiful it's been such a beautiful week this has been a great birthday week i'm really i'm really blessed been able to spend it with the people I love, whether virtually or in person. Um, I was able to hang out with the wolves and I was able to really get things rolling on something. I can't wait to share with y'all very soon. And um, yeah, I guess I'll end it there. This has been a Saturday episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Love y'all. Peace.